0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Introducing our new series of Justice, where we will be exploring what impact the physical environment can have on those who have experienced trauma with me, prison philanthropist and founder of one small thing, Edwina Grovner. In this week's episode, I speak to Are Hoydal, senior advisor for the Norwegian Correctional Service. Are has over 30 years experience of being a governor in Norway's prison system, first in Oslo prison and then in the internationally renowned Halden prison. In this episode, Are shares his experience of working in Halden prison, how the environment differed from Oslo prison, and whether he thinks Halden despite the international praise it has received, can ever be considered a healing space.
2: My name is Are Høydal, and I'm an educated lawyer from the 80s. So my first job was in the Ministry of Justice in 1987. I've been in the correctional service since. I applied for a job in Oslo prison in 1989. I was assistant governor for... um, almost 10 years in Oslo prison. And after that, I was applied for the governor position in Oslo prison. And I was governor in Oslo prison until 2008. And uh, after that, I applied for a job in Halden prison as prison governor. And I was governor in Halden prison until last year. So for 14 years, I was the governor in Halden prison. So I, I've been governor for almost 35 years.
1: Amazing. And of course, you know, for those of us over over here, here in the United Kingdom, you know, Halden is often talked about, as I'm sure it is all over the world, as this sort of, too many of us, not all of us, the beacon yeah. of where we would like our justice system to be. But that's really what I want to talk to you about today. And and first of all, would you be able to describe the difference between Oslo prison and Halden? Because I believe they're quite quite different types of prisons.
2: Yeah, it's a very, very big difference. Um, you can call it um, from, from hell to heaven.
3: Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oslo prison, um, when I was governor there, it was the oldest prison in Norway it was uh, built in 1851, opened in 1851. So uh, when they closed the oldest part in 2017, it was 170 years old. So um, it was closed because of the old buildings. So uh, no Oslo prison is half as big as it was when I was governor there so uh, they only have uh, 250 inmates i think now when i was governor we had uh, f- over 400 inmates and and that was the, the biggest prison in uh, in norway the part who is left uh, now is uh, was built as a brewery yes <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so uh, it it wasn't built as a prison that part uh, still is running
1: so, sorry, the um, brewery is still running next door yeah. or attached to the prison?
2: The brewery is still a prison.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: So, but uh, the, old part, uh, the oldest part was closed down in 2017. Yeah. So uh, now they have 215 inmates and it's a very bad condition. They have decided that they shall also close down that part and uh, build a new prison in Oslo. So um, in five years, the old prison in Oslo is closed down totally. And uh, they have a a new prison there, but not so big. I think they will have 140 inmates in the new prison.
1: Okay. And I presume Oslo was dark, small, not a great working environment, let alone an environment Uh, where people go to be rehabilitated. But I haven't been, so...
2: No, no. It's uh, the, the part uh, who is still in in uh, in operation. Is, uh, it's it's uh, a lot of isolation there. The very few uh, uh, workshops. Very little to do for the inmates. So uh, there are uh, a lot a lot of isolation in that prison. So uh, they have decided that they have to build a new one. So. Uh, Oslo prison is not a very, very good prison, but uh, it was very interesting to to work there uh, in the 90s when we get uh, big reforms in Norway. So uh, my job at that time was to change the old culture uh, in that prison. But when I started in Halden prison, that was a total new prison the the architecture it's very nice everything was new uh, nice buildings a uh, lot of activity possibilities uh, inmates have things to do all day no problem with isolation so um, it's a total different
1: from Oslo prison yeah and that must have been <laughs> quite quite a a step change for you, having done so long at Oslo, having worked there before coming becoming the governor, and then walking into Halden, which is sort of, you know, yeah. seen around the world as a sort of, you know, forward thinking.
2: Absolutely, place. it was very, very, very big difference for me also. So um, I could uh, start with uh, uh, new officers, new buildings everything was new also the culture was new so we could uh, start uh, a prison from from zero so um, and we had a lot of money <laughs> so
1: uh, that always helps
2: yeah that helps <laughs> very very good so uh so, so i had um, the, the first uh, five six seven years was fantastic we started with um, many new programs and uh A lot of officers who was very motivated to work in this new way. So that was a very, very good part of my career.
1: Yeah, so I've got so many questions, really. My first one is, how did the prisoners react to an environment like that when they first came in, when Halden first opened? Was it all plain sailing? Because I think there's a myth that people will walk into a nice place and leave all their challenges behind them, which of course does not happen. They still don't have um, their freedom, no matter how nice the space is.
2: Yeah. If you ask uh, an inmate in, uh, in Halden prison, they say, oh, yeah, OK, OK, it's very nice, but it's still a prison. So uh, we take the freedom from them. And uh, we have, uh, of course, um, routines. We have; uh, It's a high security prison, so uh, focus, of course, on the security work. So uh, many of the inmates will uh, still say, this is nice, but this is a prison. Not everything is about buildings. It's about that we, they miss their family, children. So uh, it's tough to be in prison, even if it's a nice prison.
1: <laughs> yeah. So then from your own personal experience of dealing with incidences, you know, violence in the prisons, inmates on inmates violence inmates on staff violence would you say there was much more violence in oslo was the violence reduced in halden you know was there things that you could hold on to that you could honestly say yeah. it's better to do things this way
2: yeah it's uh, we can have uh, we can measure a lot of things uh, still even if you don't measure reoffending rates so uh, you can measure uh, violence of course and uh, I have seen that uh, it's much more violence in in Oslo prison than in it than it is in Halden prison, and we can measure the isolation rate, how much the inmate can be out of their cell. In Oslo prison, they have a minimum yeah, two hours a day out of the cell, so that's the goal in Oslo prison. Um, But in Halden, we have um, from uh, eight hours up to 12 hours a day.
1: Out of cell.
2: Yeah. So we can measure things like that. And uh, use of security cells, for example, as a very important goal for us. Um, In Halden, I think they have used it three or four times this year so far. In Oslo, it's uh, much more.
1: And I imagine the levels of suicide, levels of self-harm, did you see a reduction in all those things? Or did you see less of that type of behaviour because of the environment?
2: When it comes to suicide, I think we have uh, had uh, four suicides totally since we opened Halden Prison in 14, 15 years now. So uh, that's not a very big problem in Halden Prison. Uh, I'm not sure how... uh, high the rate is in Oslo prison now but uh, they have a lot of uh, much more violence in uh, in Oslo prison and it has been a lot of uh, uh, media newspaper uh, stories about the violence in Oslo prison and so uh, they have problems, yes.
1: It costs a lot of money, right? And that's been widely reported how much it costs to build, but actually beyond that, how much it costs to run. So is there going to be more Haldens or has the Norwegian government said that was a good experiment, but we can't spend money like that again?
2: Yeah, that's correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very good experiment. But they have built, uh, I think, uh, four new prisons after Halden. And it's a, it's another uh, model. They, it's more compact model. So it's not like Halden at all. The the cell uh, is still um, like Halden, and the, where the inmate is living, it's the same um, equipment and the same size. And, um, but uh, in Halden, you have a great big space, outside outdoor space. With a forest and uh, buildings all over, but in the, the new prisons in Norway they are more compact. The inmate is living in second and third floor, and then and the workshop is in first floor. Uh, in Halden we have a, a, a activity center where all the workshop and school are, so the inmate have, has to go down to the workshop. Uh, when they are going to work, like you do normally in in normal life. Right. They go to work. But in the new prisons, they just go down a stair and then they are at work.
1: Okay. And how does that make you feel, having presided over both types of prisons? And now I know you're an advisor to the service in Norway, aren't you? Do you feel a slight sort of touch of sadness that... Things are going backwards, or do you see it as an inevitability of public money being spent on these things?
2: Oh, well, I don't have sadness about it, but uh, I think uh, the model, the uh, Halden model, is uh, very, very good. But uh, I, I also see that we can't afford it in Norway because it costs a lot of money to build and it costs a lot of money to run. I understand why. Because this new prison is not—it's not bad prisons. They are have good standard. Also, the new prisons,
1: right, right, and of course, so much comes down to the staff culture and the regime, yeah. doesn't it? And actually, you know, the big problem we have in our system at the minute is the lack of experienced staff. Um, we have lots of prisons now where. 70, 80% of the staff have only um, have less than two years experience, which is quite quite a worrying place to be, actually. Are you positive in the sense that some design elements from Halden can be taken into other prisons? Like you said, the cells are fairly similar to the ones at Halden. Have they adopted other things from Halden in the architectural side of things?
2: Yeah, The units where the inmate is living is also quite the same in the new prisons. The cell is the same, the units where they are having their time in the evening is quite uh, like Halden. And also the outdoor space is quite uh, the same, but they don't have so much tree as we have in Halden prison, but uh, they have a lot of activity possibilities also in the outdoor space. So um, they have taken with their, um, uh, some uh, some ideas from Halden, of course, in the new prisons.
1: Yeah, I remember coming to see Halden quite a long time ago. It must have been just after it opened. And, and I also remember thinking, you know, these places, which I think we often forget, I mean, you won't, but um, I think the general public can forget their places of work. As well, you know, so actually these places need to be good not just for the people who are serving a sentence there, but for the people who are turning up to work every day. and I remember speaking to some of the officers at Halden and and just thinking how much happier they looked and how much more content they looked compared to some of the officers that work in our Victorian crumbling prisons in this country um, Of course not all of them are Victorian and crumbling, but quite a few of them still are
2: and that's the the same. Uh... I have had a lot of visits from all over the world in uh, in Halden, uh, especially from, from uh, US and uh, countries in Europe, of course, and uh, everyone is saying that uh, the officers smile all the time.
1: <laughs> yes, and that really came across to me. I was only in my sort of early 20s and I was like, why is everyone so happy in this prison? <laughs> it was the first time I'd seen really happy prison officers
2: and i think also the inmate is smiling so uh so it's a good relationship between the officers and the inmates and it's um uh, i think uh, it's a lot of respect even if the inmate has done has done something very wrong things so uh, we treat them like human beings and uh, treat them well and and uh, respect them in the in the daily work. Very 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 good uh, education for officers in Norway.
1: That's true. Yes. Remind me how long it is. It's much longer than we train prison officers here in England.
2: Yeah, they have two years education and can have also their third third years, so they can get a bachelor degree.
1: Okay, that's okay. substantially longer than ours, which I think is seven or eight weeks. Um, <laughs> So to what extent do you think that Halden was a healing space or is a healing space? And do you think that's what prisons should be?
2: Yeah, I think Halden is, um, (laughs) from my point of view, the the most perfect prison you can think of. Is it a healing space? That's a good question. (laughs) Even if it's uh, still a prison with high security uh, focus. So... um, so the buildings is very nice and, uh, and, uh, and all the activity possibilities they have, like a lot of workshops, fantastic school facility. So um, I think this this is the perfect prison, if you if you ask me.
1: Yeah, and I guess difficult to, to ever pin that down.
2: Can prison be a healing space? <laughs> that's uh, That's the big question. But we, have, uh, we have we have you we have something uh, some uh, programs that maybe are healings <laughs> that heal heals people uh, we have a, a program we call silent Retreat and that's a very popular program in Halden prison where they inmate is uh, living like monks
1: oh wow amazing
2: <laughs> so uh, I think that' um, can be a healing uh, uh, space project uh, so um, we have uh, one silent retreat per month from one week up to three weeks.
1: Do you have to be silent for three weeks? Yes. I would be terrible at that.
2: <laughs> so it, inmates from all over the, all over Norway can apply for um, to be a part of that program. So um, it, it's a lot of focus on uh, thinking over what you have done. And we uh, they, they have, uh, of course, uh, some... Uh, some people who guide you through this program, of course. Uh, but it's a, it, it's a, a religious uh, program in one, one way, but it's open for everyone. It's open for Muslims. It's open for people who don't believe in anything. So, uh, But it's an old uh, program from many years back. <laughs> it's like a monastery. So they are there for one week, up to three weeks, and uh, they can just talk thirty minutes a day to uh, the person who our uh, uh, guide.
1: Okay. And does that take place at Halden? Yeah. Okay.
2: And you go into a black period where you shall talk about yeah, what's what's bad in your life, what you have done to to come into prison. You shall write it down on a paper, and uh, it's focused on the evil, right? <laughs> and the struggles you are in. So uh, that's a very tough period of this program. And then you go over to the white period, where we focus on forgiveness, to focus on a new start in life, and uh, values and feelings and the last period is the blue blue period then you there you focus on the future the hope the tools we have and how to make a good choice so um, the black period is um, of course the, very tough period
1: absolutely and and is do the prison officers uh get involved with that or is it run separate to the prison officers
2: no no it's a um, prison officers uh, they don't run the program but they are together with inmates in the unit we have officers and um, also um, one one of our priests and one from the salvation army so uh, that's a very very popular program we have done this for 10 years now in Halden prison so that's maybe a healing space.
1: Absolutely I'm just trying to imagine that sort of thing happening in our prisons over here but um, we can we can remain hopeful but I guess Uh, also you know you have to have a lot of staff don't you or the right number of staff in order to be able to um, have them sitting there with the inmates and and not on the wing I guess. And does the does the current governor of Halden um how much freedom do they have to sort of work out what they want in the prison?
2: Well, as a governor in Holden, I can um, start up programs that I like. Uh, so uh, I have a budget every year. I have to, of course, not use more than the budget. Uh, with the budget, I can uh, I can um, be crea- crea- creative. And um, So uh, this is a program uh, that we from the Swedish Correctional Service. So we was in a study tour to Kumla prison in Sweden, and they had this program, and we take it back to, to Halden and just started it. We have a lot of possibilities, but in the last four years, we have a quite heavy budget cuts here in Norway. All, all over the, the correctional service. So um, it's quite tough times, uh, and um, because of uh, this budget cut, so we have to stop many programs.
1: And have you seen that translate into increased reoffending? Because you said in Norway they look at the reoffending rate as a whole. Has that gone up or down or ch- changed at all?
2: I think uh, it's still. Uh, 25 percent real offending rate. We had in the in the 80s, we had 70 percent, and uh, we started uh, this big change in the 90s with a focus on the prison officer role, and uh, made a new education for the officers, and uh, we saw after that, and we started with a lot of programs uh, from yeah, we was in Canada and find some programs and. Even in England, <laughs> we find some programs. Right. Dynamic security was also what they focused on in England. So we have uh, travel around in the world and find good ideas. In the nineties, we changed a lot of things in Norway. So, so after that, we saw the reoffending rate went down. So uh, I think in two thousand and seventeen, we had. 25% reoffending rate. I think it's still the same.
1: That's incredible. And do you think it takes having to address things on all those different levels? I'm sure you do. It's, it's, um, you know, the staff training is one thing, isn't it? But the the inmates have to have purposeful activity going on, don't they? Yeah. yeah. And I think, of course, the environment does matter, but I guess it's difficult to work out how much each part plays.
2: Yeah, but I I think um, the the prison officer is a very big part of it. Uh, and And the education, the new education for a prison officer, I think that's a very important part for the change in Norway. But also, of course, uh, facilities, uh, that they have uh, activities, uh, not isolated, uh, but uh, can go to workshop and, and have something to do all day. That's important also.
1: Well, exactly, because in England we have a saying, free time is the devil's playground. So, of course, if people are engaged in activities, then maybe they're less likely to be violent. Therefore, the prison officers are having a better day at work. Um, But I also um, imagine, did you have to increase the pay for prison officers? So you increased their training, you increased the education for them. Did their pay increase in line with that?
0: I
2: think they um, have a quite good, even if they don't say it themselves. So so I think they have quite good salary in Norway, but uh, everyone wants more, of course. Yeah. Um, So um, they always... uh, complain on that uh, we, we have to, we need to earn more money but i think um the salary is quite good
1: yeah did it increase during that time though when you when you decided to sort of give them more training did the did yeah. the pay increase at that time
2: yeah yeah but uh, we are still working because um uh, they earn more more money in the police in the different other systems so um uh, we, we are still working on uh, the salary, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you'll always yeah. be working on the salaries. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It will never be enough.
1: No, it will never be enough. Well, listen, Ari, thank you so much for talking to me. It's been it's been really fascinating, and I, and I think it's such an interesting um, topic to sort of you know discuss these different environments and how do we get people's behaviour to change, and of course you know, the built environment is one thing, but, but it's not everything, is it?
2: Not everything, no. That's for sure. <laughs> the people, that's important.
1: Exactly. And of course, we need to retain the people, though, don't we? So a, so a nice place for people to work also helps, doesn't it?
2: That helps, of course. <laughs>
1: Great. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today.
2: Links relevant to this episode can be found in the pod notes below.
0: If you enjoyed listening, we would love it if you would subscribe. Also rate, review, and best of all, share this episode. Justice is produced for one small thing by the London Podcast Company.
3: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.